0: What could I have I've, I've done? Like, I feel like I hold a lot of guilt in a way. It's probably the word to put it. Like, I wish I could have done this or I should have done this. But you know it's not but, your fault. Yeah. Like, I know that it's not my fault. But, like, um, that's my brother. That was my everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I've... Sometimes I, like, think, oh, yeah, I should have done more. But, yeah, I couldn't. But, yeah, I still... I think about that every day you've got to be able to let yourself off that hook yeah man because yeah it is about the horrible
1: thing about that is you can't ever answer that yeah exactly and you keep yourself stuck there forever if if you let it happen yeah it's the hardest thing in the world so i don't blame (laughs) it i don't blame (laughs) you man like of course you of course you still think about that that's zach hausler two years ago he lost his brother luke to suicide Luke struggled with his mental health throughout his younger days, but it seemed like that all changed for the better when he met his partner, Zoe. Luke and Zoe had just had a baby girl and gotten engaged when he died. It was an inconceivable shock to Zach and the rest of his family who never saw any warning signs. Zach's pushed on through the aftermath of tragedy and adapted to life without his brother, but a part of Luke will always be with him. Welcome to Young Blood, the award-winning volunteer podcast dedicated to young men's mental health. My name's Callum McPherson, I'm a journalist, and this is a platform for everyday men to share lived experience stories and show that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Suicide is the number one killer of young people, and changing that starts with speaking up. So let's do it. This episode has been made possible by Pro Realty Property Consultants. Pro Realty is a proud sponsor of the Young Blood Men's Mental Health Podcast and a big believer in the importance of mental health awareness and suicide prevention. These legends swooped in with funding support at a time when we really needed it and it's thanks to them we've been able to keep the show going. If you're looking for a commercial real estate agency you can trust to deliver quality, Pro Realty has a team of experienced professionals with the knowledge and expertise to provide you with a wide range of specialist services. Get in touch with their friendly team today to discuss how they can best assist you and mention Youngblood in your inquiry for a discount. Trigger warning, if you find anything spoken about in today's episode distressing, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Zach, it's been two years since you lost your brother to suicide. Where are you at with everything now?
0: To be honest, at this current time, I've actually been in a pretty down place, to be honest. Like I've gone from the high highs of getting myself to a really good space and now kind of I don't know I feel like things are kind of unloading a little bit in a way, and now it's where I'm really having to work super hard to you know get to where I need to be in a like a good space, I think now. So how do you describe how that's feeling? I think a lot a lot of it's all a lot of stress and stuff, like my job and stuff is quite high stress, and now it's really dealing with my like emotions and everything from. Uh, more or less the past trauma, I guess, especially like from my brother's passing. It's like, you know, you've really got to make the most of everything I'm doing now and really focus on what I'm doing in my own mind. And yeah, more or less go from there. So, how did you deal with it immediately?
1: Did you throw yourself into work straight away or were you looking for distractions?
0: Um, yeah, to a degree, I did. I, I actually quit my job pretty well, I know, mean, two weeks after my brother passed. My immediate thing was my family. So I actually had a bit, little bit of time off. So I just focused on family, got everything going there. What I think uh, my mind just went into like kind of its own little autopilot, and was just there for mum and dad. And then yeah, I got straight stuck straight into work, and yeah, that was definitely the big focus. So do you think now that you're at a point where you've created a successful
1: business, which is amazing, with eight people working under you, and that's all going great guns, do you reckon that that might be linked to the sort of stage of reflection you're at now where you've yeah. you know, you've achieved this big thing that you wanted to achieve and then you're thinking thinking back and and thinking forward to the future and do you reckon
0: that's tied in with sort of yeah absolutely like i've used i think this is a real good coping mechanism to this point but now it's like really dealing with you know everything super well taking you know using my mind in the right ways like getting onto you know my headspace, like so i'm you know switched on 100 percent of the time like i've gone and well, i'm seeing the psychologist and stuff a bit now to you know really get my headspace really where it needs to be and i'm really like like really onto that kind of stuff because i've more or less put it on the back burner i think i don't know probably the last six months i think i've kind of just worked 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 and Put everything to the, you know, the back burner, and now it's yeah, really working on that to get it to where it needs to be.
1: So have you seen a psych
0: throughout this time, like on your Um life? Yeah, like bits and bobs. To be honest, like not like I am now. I think it's just kind of talk in general. Like mum, I definitely like I deal with my emotions and stuff really like quite well. Like I've grown up around mental health, so I have a very open family, and we really just dis- on a talk about it. So it's not something I I bottle up a lot, but I do deal with things in my own way personally. But, yeah, I've needed now to really get those little coping mechanisms, I think, to, you know, just speak to someone different, really just get that mind ticking where it needs to be now. What have you been getting out of seeing a psych and stepping Um, it up? For me, it's just like kind of it's coping, honestly, coping mechanisms for me and just digging back more or less into my trauma Like kind of growing up, I've had a few things along my years. You really sit back and look, and you think, "Wow, like that's you know pretty heavy for someone to deal with." And you know, I'm now 28, and I now need to really deal with those things well. And I'm a big preacher to my friends to look after them their mental health. Like I'm full on with my friends, and we like everyone talks really well now. But I just now I really need to kind of I don't take that on myself. Yeah. and do that myself so yeah which i'm doing now like i'm very focused on myself to do that because you know if, I, if i'm not good my family's no good and then my friends aren't good so mm. yeah that's why i look at it uh, it's great to hear that you're that instigator
1: for your friendship group and of course you would be after going through something like that yeah but it's very easy i think i experienced a bit this of this myself yeah. where you get caught in you know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, exactly. Where you spend a lot of time yeah trying to be there for other people and giving them the advice that you know yeah, the exactly. thing that you should follow. Yeah but when it comes to that doing you it yourself, it do. doesn't mean that you actually do it. <laughs> no, and I agree. Take sort of extra discipline <laughs> to be able to pull yourself into line and make sure that you're practicing what you preach. Yeah, you know? oh,
0: hundred percent. I think that is the hardest thing. And especially once you go through something like this, I think it's easy to kind of go down the rabbit hole, I guess, and you just thinking about everything else and everyone else and yeah you don't step back and think about you and what you need because you kind of don't want to come off I guess as being selfish but you have to be selfish Mm -hmm. to a degree you can't help anyone else exactly you got to do what's good for you
1: yeah help yourself how's
0: Luke's death changed you as a person I know there's kind of two sides to this and I think about it daily and what it's done like on the good side like it has instilled a drive I've always had a lot of drive, like growing up, but it's just put, I don't know, like a fire in my belly to achieve things that I never really would have if this didn't happen. Like, why is that? I don't know. I think I was happy to coast along, I guess, in a way with my life, in a sense, which I was super happy to a degree. But I don't know. We're not here, we're not here that long. And especially when you lose people that are so close to you and stuff, I think that just changes something in your mind and that's what it's done for me and I've just all right I want to tick these boxes before I'm out of here so well that's the way I look at it anyway Mm -hmm. everyone's different but yeah it's just the way I kind of take it on so that's the positive side what about the negative uh the negative sides more or less like personally it's affected me massively like my brother was kind of my coping mechanism sometimes as well like we're both having shit days like we've both been through a bit and we will just talk heaps like i would talk to him three four times a day mm. that's one thing that absolutely rattles me like i still like i always like feel like i'm gonna call him every morning i always grab my phone and he's the first person i think of to call i don't know it's already been two years now which i can't believe but yeah not having that's really rocked really really rocked me but and also like the other side of that is the negative side is yeah just how it's affected me i've always really i have coped with my mental health quite well over the years till now i think I've, i've i was really good for a good year and a half and yeah like the last probably six to four months i think i've been really struggling so yeah now but then still it's also made me be super aware of everything and really get onto myself and or i can't take this for a joke i really need to do something here now when you do
1: think of your brother when you pick up the phone or just throughout the day what do you do with that
0: thought to be honest it always ends up pretty much with me crying to be <laughs> to be honest yeah. it is a very hard thought to kind of bear but i just try and think of the positive like the i don't know all the great stuff we got to do um and more or less the positive outlook that we've always had like. still hear his voice exactly yeah i do like i'm my mum's very spiritual person and i like i know not to mum's level but i am in my own like little way so yeah i feel like his presence is always near and i definitely wouldn't be able to achieve what i have without him so yeah he's not here but you know i'm sure he's here you know on my shoulders pushing me along because i know exactly what he would be saying if i wasn't kicking my goals (laughs) so you know i'm sure he'd be kicking my ass you you really can. You can hear what they would say exactly. in various situations. I, yeah. I lost
1: my mate to suicide, and I still, yeah. when something happens, I'll think about him and I'll imagine telling him about it or chatting to him, and I can yeah. I know what he would say back. Yeah, exactly. You of. just play like role play that, yeah, yeah and you know what yeah. it is. And they're not, they're not there, but it's sort of like part of them still is. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, what's your memory now of
0: the day that he died? It's still like it's quite clear, but then it's kind of quite patchy because I reckon I. I didn't sleep for days. Like it was pretty rattling. I remember getting the phone call from um, my brother's partner or fiance Zoe. Yeah, she called us up and told me, and I was just like, "This is a dream. This is like what's going on." And yeah, drove to Luke's house, and yeah, it was pretty intense. But like, I remember everything kind of step by step. I kind of that's where this kind of fire in my belly really went when it. Kinda of come down to looking after my family mm. and like really going and taking on mental health in my own kind of way, I guess, like doing things for my mates and like yeah, I just remember everything bit by bit and I'm like, I can't let this happen to you know my family and my friends anymore I've got to you know it's kind of in recovery mode, I guess you got to, so that's what you thought immediately, yeah, like straight away I don't know it was weird like how to <laughs> to put it to be honest, but I was just so rattled by it at the same time. Like I only spoke to Luke about an hour or so before his kind of time of death and that rattled me because there was nothing like remotely there. Like his last text message and our last phone call was us. So, you know, it was really hard for me to grip and bear that. And you were so close as well. Yeah, exactly. In that time, well, I woke up kind of like, must have been on time like that's like a bit of a spiritual thing, I guess in its own right. I woke up and I just felt sick, and then when um Luke's partner found him, she called me like I was up I know I was must have been like kind of time of death till when she called me, and I just felt like something's not on like I felt so sick, like something's not right, and then yeah, she called and I like, yeah, I don't know, it was weird, I don't know how to put it. And that
1: sense of overwhelming shock, how long did that last for?
0: um, like a good week or two, I reckon, like i uh, yeah I live in the city, and I went to mum and dad's house for about two weeks, and when I stayed with them, I really wanted to make sure they were you know we could all be together and get through this you know that this hard time, and yeah, I think we were all in shock for a good couple of weeks. It was just yeah it was so overwhelming. Like no one would eat, no one would sleep. Yeah, it was, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. I guess, it's like, it is, yeah, it's a horrible experience. But, yeah, you get through that. I mean, you know, it's like day by day. And that's the thing, I think people also do realise what, I think some people seem to think of, like, well, people say to me in conversation, you know, will get better and, you know, it doesn't get easier. You just learn to live with it and, you know, it is. It is like it is a battle each day. It's like if you are fighting mental health day in day out. You know, it is a it's a daily battle. It doesn't matter if you think you've got to a point that you've overcome it. You've, you know, you're still got to keep battling and keep you know yourself a hundred percent. Do you feel like you can win each day then? Yeah, to a degree. Like I just take it on my worst days. I accept it for what it is, and I just think of the next day. That's the way I'm trying to try and think of it like I have to like give the most positive outlook mm. I can I can't I don't know in my own mind it's like I'm not letting this beat me and I don't want it to beat anyone else I guess that's around me so yeah
1: and I guess the main thing is that there is a next day
0: yeah exactly right that's that's the biggest thing, and I think getting that awareness out there for people to keep talking and doing their thing like I can. Hundred percent vouch for it. Like I've had days, like where I'm thinking oh, I can't do this anymore. But it's just that fight, and just rely on you know you can just go and talk to even if it's your. I speak to my mum and dad heaps. I speak to my partner heaps. Like if I'm not good, I tell them, and I'm lucky I have that support group. So I yeah, think that's pretty key. And what does that do for you when you can
1: speak about it?
0: Oh, it definitely pulls me out of my hole that I'm in, but I'm I'm lucky to have, I you know I can rely on that. You know I can speak to them and just get myself to the point. All right, come on, you know, get channeling. Got a sounding board. That. Yeah, exactly. Get keep channeling that good energy and mm. like mental health is a big, big topic for like or big passion for my family. Like my mum suffered with severe depression and stuff over my whole yeah from when I was a grumber, I've yeah, we've really dealt with it and my family's really open so i think that's what gets us gets us through a lot of things is we're so open and that's also the hard thing with losing luke we're such an open family for that to more or less happen without like to us and our family i think and accept that but you know each day rolls on and if you i think you dig yourself a hole if you keep thinking about yeah. too deep yeah into that So, so how has it impacted the rest of your family the roll-on effect is huge. Like you go to like mum and dad, then my uncles and aunties, my cousins, um and so on, and so forth. Like the roll-on effect from it is, yeah, it's crazy. I speak to my like my uncles and stuff like quite a lot, and yeah, they just get super emotional. And now they're fighting, like, kind of fighting their more or less demons. I guess you could call it that they have kind of put to the back burner. Their whole lives, and I feel like this has kind of brought a lot of stuff up for for everyone, and now everyone's kind of fighting through that. But mm. what about your mum in particular? It? Given that she's yeah had that struggle with depression throughout her life, mum's super rattled. Still, like mum like gets very emotional very easily, mm. but that's mum also as like um like as a person. But I also haven't seen her. Like mum works for me, so she works for me like three days a week. But myself and mum have such a great connection now, like we always have. But now she works for me since Luke's passing. I also haven't seen her this good at the same time. Like she's a lot more vibrant and Mm. wanting to do things and kind of look after herself Yeah. at the same time. So, yeah, gets really emotional and really struggles. But she's also dealing with things so much better, I think, now at the same time because you almost get put in a place where – you have to deal with this like this event or you know this situation has been thrust upon us and now you know you need to learn how to deal with this stuff and I think it takes big things in your life to accept that kind of stuff and acknowledge what's going on I guess all you've got to choose is how you can respond and as much as you want to
1: you can't change the past but you can band together and find strength together so yeah exactly thank god you've got such a loving Family yeah.
0: That, that I'm so that. grateful for that. Oh, I'm so, so lucky. Yeah. I'll never get over how lucky I am really. And like everyone always said, like a lot of my friends are just like, so lucky. Mm. <laughs> like everyone loves my mum and dad, which is pretty cool. They're, I don't know, they're very chilled people and just great people. So yeah, we are a lucky group. Well,
1: what's it been like watching Zoe push on without Luke and Rayce, um, their daughter? It's
0: pretty hard. Like I don't know how she's doing it. Like it's every it's, it's hard for everyone in their own right, either side of the family and whatever their space is. But to you know lose your you know your soulmate and then also have to raise a child and deal with the trauma, like and everything else that she's battling. Like that's incredible. Like to be a single parent's incredible. Let alone dealing with trauma and especially going through this situation. But, like, Zoe does have a very supportive family. She, like, she's got 110% from me and my family. Like, we're always going to be there. She's, like, she's everything to us as well. And she has an incredible friends group. I think that's a massive – like, they live down south and they've got a fantastic, like, surf culture and they've also got a really good community, I think, that have really, really, like, supported Zoe and Leah and in their own right. What What does she she say about it? Like she's very positive outlook, but I feel like she's just like the a lot like the kind of like my mum and dad, myself, just so broken in a way from it. Like it's, oh, she's incredibly tough. Like I don't, I don't know how she's doing. It's pretty awesome Mm. to see, but I really can't, I couldn't put the word to it. To be honest, it's all I can say is it's incredible to watch her, but like battle through like she does. So. Yeah, especially for lahia and she's very open with lahia like lahia know that like, she's quite young but you know she knows that luke's not here anymore and mm. everything but she's just it's such an intelligent kid and so cute you know she looks at photos of my brother and say oh that's my daddy mm. and she grabs him and hugs him and like she she acknowledges that luke's not here which i think i think it is a good thing like she's learning to go through these processes young like there are, there's no right or wrong with that either yeah to you know not say anything versus say something and go through that but i think accepting your emotions and accepting the past i think so to do it straight away is the best thing no matter how old you are i think and it gets to your mind i think it, it takes so much strength though And yeah, it's so it hard it you know, is so sad for a little oh, girl to have to go through that isn't exactly it? it's and that's the thing, she's got a lot of uncles and aunties and stuff around her, but that doesn't, that's, I don't know, that's not your dad, Mm. it doesn't matter what it is, but that's one thing that breaks my heart, to be honest. And Luke, and that's one thing, like, I wish he really, really got to hone in on himself was, like, how amazing he was as a dad. Mm. You know, it was only short, you know, it was more or less short-lived, but bloody hell, like. You don't see someone love as much as him. Like he's a massive lover. So, like just to see him and how in his element, like it was incredible. Like it brings tears to your eye. Like even when he was here, to see how incredible he was. But yeah, to not. How to did he, not, How did he speak about being a dad? He just he he loved to work, but then as soon as Lahir came along, said, like, no, I'm doing my eight hours a day. I'm going home. That's it. And I just want to be home. It's pretty awesome. He just wanted to be with his family. And that's the thing, he is a family man. He's just your typical kind of like, Aussie larrikin in a way, mm. just wants to be home, like wants to do his thing, mow his lawns, have a beer, and, yeah, just be with his, um, you know, partner and kids. Mm. And that's it's pretty good to see. And he had a solid job
1: and he yeah. just gotten engaged yeah. and they just had a kid. And yeah. this is one of those scenarios where from the outside looking in, you know, yeah. it all looks yeah, great. And, and that must be part of why it's all the more... Yeah. Confusing. How long did you
0: spend agonising over why it happened? And how are you um, able to accept that? Um, to be honest, I don't think I've really gotten past that. I still do. Yeah. Like, each, like honestly every day. Like a song will come on or I'll just be think I honestly think about him numerous times a day and still try to think like, you know, why, what you know, what could have I I've done. Like I feel like I hold a lot of guilt in a way. It's probably the word to put it. Like, I wish I could have done this or I should have done this. But you know um, it's not your but, fault. Yeah. Like, I know that it's not my fault, but, like, um, that's my brother. That was my everything. Sometimes I, like, think, oh, yeah, I should have done more. But, yeah, I couldn't. But, yeah, I still I think about that every day. You've got to be able to yeah. let yourself off that hook. Yeah. Because yeah, about... the horrible thing
1: about that is you can't ever yeah. answer that. Yeah, exactly. Know? And you keep yourself stuck there forever if you let it happen. Yeah. But, it's the hardest thing in the world, so I don't blame <laughs> it. I don't blame yeah, yeah. you, man. Like of course you nah. of course you still think about that. But that's I think one of the toughest things about suicide is um, yeah. the only person who can answer that isn't yeah. here anymore. Yeah, exactly and right. Yeah. To just torture yourself
0: trying to Yeah, to trying to think about trying it. to know exactly what was happening there and Yeah. Yeah. I do agree. Mm. But like I get like I actually deal with myself quite well i think when it comes to that stuff but i always think I just wish i could but i think that's just that brotherly instinct or you know when you have such a good connection with like regardless the person who it is i think you're always just going to have that thought that you wish you could do do more and
1: you must Uh, have thought like surely i could have been the one to make that difference because you were so close and
0: yeah exactly
1: that's a big thing for me but then you got to also think like you're an amazing brother i've got no doubt and a hugely positive part of his life and yeah helped him in so many ways and yeah you know you've got to be able to remind yourself of that fact too yeah not just like oh what did i or didn't i do or could i have done more at one particular time yeah but like this is who i was overall and this is the relationship we had you know yeah that's exactly right we all know physical health and mental health go hand in hand and that's why Young Blood has partnered with athletic greens to bring you the benefits that can help with both you might have heard of ag1 the one-stop-shop nutritional drink packed full of everything you need to support your mind and body Just one daily scoop of AG1 covers all your nutritional bases and supports long-term gut health with 75 vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, adaptogens, a greens blend and whole food ingredients. Think of it like a cheat code to give you more energy, increased mental clarity, better sleep and improved digestion all while boosting your immune system. You wouldn't think mixing all those vitamins together would taste great, but AG1 is actually delicious and really simple to make part of your morning routine. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but producing the podcast is purely volunteer and I actually have to pay for studio time and editing. Every dollar we make from this partnership will go towards helping to cover production costs. So it's an awesome way to support your health, help the podcast and contribute to young men's mental health all in one. If you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash youngblood. That's athleticgreens.com youngblood. Check it out.
0: So what's given you comfort through all of this? I think I have kind of, um, like I'm a big, like I love, I'm hands-on person. So I think like me being able to just go and do what I want to do now, Like having my own business and stuff is really, I don't know, that's helped me, I guess, in the way of kind of comforting what I, you know, what I need to do to get through this. Like, I've really just soaked myself into work. Like, you can look at it, can be healthy, can be not healthy if you're doing it too much. And there's a fine line there. It's worse coping mechanism. Yeah, exactly right. And I'm grateful for where I am and what I've done so far. Can you, can you have a, a can you have a rest? Like, can yeah. you find times where you actually feel re- relaxed or is that um, really hard? Oh, I find it really hard and I haven't now. It's only honestly in the last couple of weeks I'm now accepting this and acknowledging this and now, like, all right, I've got to pull it back. I've got to look after myself seriously now, otherwise I'm going down the rabbit hole. So, yeah, and honestly, the last few weeks I've really just put the foot down. So mm-hmm. I've been doing like doing a lot still, but I really want to work things into places like i don't have to be at work i've got an epic team that's just me i like to be there yeah i love to work yeah um but you don't yeah, want burn to burn out it's exactly. harder for you to stop then go <laughs> yeah exactly right but no i'm definitely getting there that's just yeah a little bit more time and quite open at work as well i talked to all the all of our team about everything and that was one thing about starting a company was it's open platform we talk about everything and, you know, the business is built around mental health. That that's was wicked. the biggest thing. That was my number one. I didn't care about much else was all success in the world will come if you do the right thing, you work hard, you apply yourself, you do the right things, but you're going to get 110% out of your work as if, you know, you're looking after them and they're looking after you and it all starts with like the age old thing and that's your mental health and it. Like everyone's going through something, so if it's, it's great for you that, to be so leading yeah. the way in an industry like yours
1: as well. Where, yeah, typically, you know, yeah, it's particularly blokey numbers. blokes don't
0: don't talk about stuff no, the most. So. They don't, and yeah. it's a hard thing. But I'm a very like, you know, this is how we've got to do yeah. it. Like we're going to get through this, and it's amazing the people you speak to. Like virtually every person you speak to has been through some form of trauma, and you know whether that you get through life, I guess unscathed in a sense of not having to deal with it or you know you're battling to deal with it if you keep talking and you know that's the start I guess so for us at work if you can speak to your your workmates and stuff openly about that stuff hey you're going to come to work you can be having the shittest day in the world and something's going on you can say hey I'm not good today yeah and then that's going to be received in a way where someone's not going to chuck shit at you they're just going to listen or It's pretty good. And same thing, even the boys and stuff as well. Like, it's a good culture. Like, you know, you can be going through the hardest day, but I think sometimes you need to have a day to yourself and be at home. But then sometimes I think, for myself personally, that's been a really bad thing as well, to be at home. You're with your own thoughts and you just lay in bed. Like, you know, you're not actually doing much for yourself. Like, to get – sometimes it's good to have a little bit of mental stimulation. And you're like, Mm. I'd rather – any of my workers come to work and do bugger all for the day. Just as you know, be around everyone, be social and mm. talk, and they don't have to do anything. I'm still going to pay them for the day, yeah. but they can just come to work and just do what they need to do. I care more about that than, you know, I care more about their mind than having to pay wages. Mm. Like I'd pay the wages for people to sit there, and, you know, to deal with their emotions or whatever they're going through any day. Yeah, I guess it just speaks to how much it means to you. Yeah. What impact that had on them? It's pretty big, like quite a few of my workers have like kind of grew up in the same community as myself as well. So everyone kind of knows my brother firsthand to a degree or like they've like known of him over the years. So it has had a big effect. Hmm. But it's also, I think, in a positive way as well, I think. But then being part of this workplace culture, have you seen that help them with their mental health? Yeah, I think so. I think like a lot of the lads are like quite – hardy and don't really want to talk and it mm. kind of goes back to that um trade industry of like no one talks about that stuff uh but i think this has kind of helped to be honest like i really think that it has helped to instill a bit of confidence that they can deal with their stuff like they're not going to get picked on they're yeah. not going to be laughed at they can just give us anyone a call or talk to anyone and you know you don't have to do anything it might not solve an issue but you can get what you're feeling off your chest and I don't know you know that's one step closer to where you need to be to deal with that yeah that's so, right and tick uh, that box That's so cool that you've been able to create something that is built around that yeah you know well, i did, i love it but that's i wouldn't have it any other way like i like i've worked in work environments that have been shit out so yeah. i just don't want to come to work and i want to and for me i think having the center of it about mental health and then everything else around it like you want to come to work oh like that's the whole point of me doing what i'm doing i yeah. think it's and then like, you, i want to be there and then you do better and then it's good for business anyway yeah and, exactly yeah. right there's so many flow-ons that are all positive mm. so mm. i think a lot of companies need instead of keep looking at this dollar value dollar value like everything comes to a dollar it's good for your dollar value though ultimately, yeah. isn't it yeah, if you've exactly. got employees that have good Wanna mental health
1: there. it's going to be better
0: for your bottom exactly. line exactly but I think so many businesses don't look at it. Like, they just look at what's in front of them with, all right, this percentage is here. And And the short term. here. Exactly. Like, it's kind of everything's just cutthroat. Yeah. And people people aren't numbers. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the harsh thing I think the generations have gone through. And that's what it's been like. People are just a number, but they're not a number. Like, every individual person is different. Like, everyone's different. And you've got to deal with everyone differently as well. Like, you can't, you know, some people need like I know, like I don't yell or go off and stuff at work. Like if I'm yell yeah, or something like that myself. Like I go off on myself for like you know, you don't need to do those things like that old culture of like you just get yelled and have something to, like for me growing up, I was an apprentice like gets shit thrown at you or whatever. Like that's stuff doesn't happen it like can't happen anymore and but people still just yell, kick and scream at people and you know, I think you just treat things differently and you get so much more yeah. out of them. Like, just you treat everyone well and it flows on. Like, everything's yeah. like a really good positive. Who would have thought? Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> know. Oh, what, so, do do? what did Luke struggle with when he was younger? He struggled quite a few little bits and pieces. He was very self-conscious about how he looked and how he presented, like, which is crazy, because everyone loved him. Like, I don't know, like even growing up, like girls and everything, everyone loved him. He's just like, I think that confidence inside. But like, and then he would, I don't, it was almost like a comparison between myself and him. Like I was a very sports orientated person. He was too, but like not to the same degree. Like I'm just like over the top with things like footy. I want to do it. I want to do it well. Or whatever it is, where Luke was just way, way more chilled. But he would compare, like, uh, us, like, well, we both would like you compare each other to, to each other. Oh, I'm not mm. doing that. Or I think he struggled with a lot of that kind of stuff. But it's really hard to put a really good marker on it. I guess like ever since he was quite young, like I reckon from about 12, like very noticeable. But so it's and
1: not comfortable in your skin. Yeah,
0: and that's probably the best way to put it being comfortable in his skin like and he's always had a lot of support and stuff but you know it's just him trusting in his in his own belief i guess and like who he is as a Mm -hmm. person like and it went to show at his funeral like that was kind of in the midst of covid like we had it was 250 300 people whatever it was at the actual funeral and then there was another 400 at our old footy club like that's you know there's 700 people there that this young lad from the Adelaide Hills and everyone just loved him. He was just a beautiful person and he treated everyone with so much respect. Like you could not get a more beautiful person and genuine person. And that's the most upsetting thing. And that's what I think a lot of people, you know, really can't handle mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. He really did struggle with a lot, like just little bits and pieces. And like the self-belief I think really ticks that box and even into his like kind of later years and stuff really did lack like a bit of like self-belief but what he was doing was pretty awesome like where he was going at least kind of trajectory i guess you could put it where he was going in life was really good he just got out of a kind of shitty job and just got a freaking epic job with an incredible boss and yeah just got engaged and yeah just had a little one and you know we we're all here 110 percent behind him but and what about you, my, the way you've grown up? Have you always been um, different? Yeah. I've, I've struggled. I think, like, I look back at it now and this is one thing I really, well, I actually think about it a lot more now. I've always, I think, dealt with things with sport, more like keeping active. I think I've gotten through my years till now with my sport. I didn't didn't matter how I was feeling, I'd go to footy and just go run like hell or do was do something, go surfing or go motorbike riding and I'd kinda put it behind me. Whatever I was feeling. But now things are kinda changed. I'm not doing as much sport or, you know, bits and pieces like I was. And so I'm not dealing with you know, I think sport was my coping mechanism. So now it's kinda hone that back in again and really get that going again. So just Like now, I'm just getting into like downhill mountain bike riding and just doing anything I can, I think, in that sense, and get active. Like for me, getting active is a thing that I think I got through, which helped me more or less deal with whatever I was going through growing up.
1: And did you talk to Luke uh, when you were both younger? Mm. Did you used to... Like help him with his feelings yep. and what what would you say to him about his lack of confidence or the fact that he sort of felt like he wasn't good
0: enough well i'd always be pumping his tires up and i we would always be together so we just we did everything honestly we honestly did everything together like we were almost like twins i think in that sense like there was nothing we didn't do so yeah i was always trying to do everything i can for him whether he thought it was good or not <laughs> i'm always <laughs> trying to help him out so I think that was very important, especially if you've got family members that are going through struggles like that, like you couldn't script some of the things that Luke's been through that we've had to help him through, and I think the constant support and stuff obviously helped i wish it was like the age old question we 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 wish we could do more at the same time, but we're a very supportive family, yeah, so regardless of myself or mum and dad, we're a very supportive family to get through anything like we we fight. It It is what it is. It's the kind of bottom line with us. We fight to get to where we need to be to, you know, keep our minds where we need them. So, and the fact that there was effectively no warning signs, what does that teach us? Yes, you just don't know. You can't. You honestly just can't put a time. You can't put a. You know, everything's not worn on the outside. Like some people do, wear their heart on their sleeves, and things are on the outside. I think. Like myself, you can really tell when I'm not that good. Some are just a lot more quiet. I'm a pretty quiet person, but you can really tell. I think with me where, you know, some people you just don't know. And that's why I think you have to treat every day. You know, it is special to be here. So I think the little simple things like for my family, and I always like live by this. My mum always buys like the person behind them's coffee. Every time she goes to get oh, a coffee, really? so it's like that pay it forward kind of mentality, and like that's a family thing that we do. So I, I live by that because you, you don't know what some old mate's got going on behind you, and what's a you know what well it is nowadays the bloody six dollar coffee, but yeah, um, really. be adding up. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's it. But you know, like those little things make such a difference. Like you could be having the shittest day, and think this some person just bought me this coffee like how good is that that can bring you from down here like all the way up here mm. like just by like simple gestures but that's but i think that like kind of good human mentality needs to change where like, i feel like it's not everything's just kind of cutthroat i guess in a way but i like doing little things i think it's it's a word for it it's kind of selfish in a way like it's that that selfish little you wanna thing feel good. yeah it's just like that selfish feel-good thing in a way like I want to feel good and do something good for someone else. but That's how uh, we're built, I think. Exactly. That's
1: human nature. And in this conversation, you've spoken a lot to the power of community and how that's got you guys through this far and then creating your own community yourself. Yeah. That feeling of being able to be there for someone else or be that kind of person that makes other people feel comfortable to be able to express themselves. Yeah. Uh, There's just something about that that just means more than anything else. Yeah, exactly.
0: And you can tell when someone's heart's in something as well. Like if it's, you know things aren't sincere, mm. I think like it's quite easy to tell when well, I'm good at reading people. So I think you can really tell when people aren't like sincere and stuff like yeah. that. And like because you, you know? are, yeah. yeah. Or, like I don't know. I'd never like to admit thing stuff like that. Like I'm like to think of myself as a pretty humble person. Yeah, clearly. But yeah, just like the little the simple things go so far, and. Uh, that's where I'm going to live my life and I have kids. You know, I want them doing the same and, mm. you know, whatever community I'm a part of, whether it's a sporting community or work community or whatever, it's that's how it's going to be. So, you know, keep ticking those boxes and, you know, and it grows and it it's like a little bubble effect and it just keeps going on to, you know, hopefully, you know, years and years go on and more people become, you know, a little bit more inclined to do those little things. And yeah. Be a bit more supportive. Yeah, that's very admirable, bro. Thank you very yeah. much, Cheers. So how are you going to choose to remember? like Just tick my goals? Like he was a big one for me not doing what I wanted to do. He was like, you, can, you should be doing this, so you should be doing that." Um, so for me, it's just ticking the goals, and like his biggest thing was also like me to be happy in my own skin. like ever since I was kind of young, I've also like not been that happy with like I'm always like, I feel like I'm here and I need to be there in a way which yeah. is like it isn't the with some things that's not well, obviously you can't really compare like that but with bits and pieces in my life like you know i really need to do that to kind of get me through and that's just how i kind of yeah i don't know roll with it, roll with yeah. things and that's how we'll constantly i think get through but like i'm a humble person don't need much as long as i've got my family and just the little things that i want in my life around me and then i'm sweet and, yeah, like I kind of always know I've got my brother there behind me and, you know, that's all I care about. As long as I think I'm doing the what I think my family see that I should be doing or are happy, see me happy, that's, you know, that's my goal ticked. I'm stoked. Yeah, mate. So. Well, I know your brother would be so proud of you. Yeah, thank you. You know, you've done so
1: much and it's incredible that you've made a, a business built around this and I think just that the kind of, pillar of your community that you are you know by being yourself and yeah. being humble and remembering luke and being a family man and being just someone who's there for other people yeah you know they're things that you know you, you're not you're not a superhero you're just yeah. a good bloke right yeah exactly but i think that's more a- that's powerful because you can be like that if you choose to be. And it's yeah. not easy. Like you said, you know, you've had a really tough time and continue to. Yeah. But it's those little battles every day and it's knowing that you're not going to win all of them, but you're going yeah. to keep going and life is worth living for a whole lot of reasons. and oh, 100%. And you can get so much out of helping other
0: people because everyone's going to have something at some point. Yeah, and then, exactly. You know? And it doesn't have to be necessarily like losing someone as well. Like A lot of people in conversations, I talk to people like, oh, like my what i'm going through is not as big as yours and like that's you can't put this up here and this down here like everything's like a level playing field yeah like, it doesn't matter the trauma like you could you, know, you lose a pet you could you know something could happen at work like anything can send you into a into a twist like yeah it doesn't Those matter feelings what feelings are valid yeah exactly Regardless of that's what, what i tell level everyone it is. like you yeah. just everyone's here it doesn't matter what you've been through but you just you know, you take it on and you you just deal with it. Like you gotta go and do the right things to get yeah. Those boxes ticked. Yeah, and the first step for dealing with it is often talking about it. Exactly, that's it. It's number one. And then it kinda of gets to roll from there and what you do from there is, you know, up to yourself and like you do have to help yourself. You can't kinda of roll through and just expect things to happen and things magically get better. You, you have take to take action. Yeah, you have to make it happen. So yeah. yeah. That's a big thing. Thanks, mate. Awesome. Thank you.
1: Cheers. That's it for this episode. If you like what we're all about, support us by following Young Blood Men's Mental Health on Instagram and Young Blood Mental Health on TikTok. And if you're already following, we'd love to get you more involved. Keep an eye out for our regular community question time posts on Instagram and drop a comment with your answers to join the conversation. Every podcast episode is recorded in professional quality video and they're all up on our Young Blood Men's Mental Health YouTube channel. So please show some love and subscribe. You can find everything there is to know about the podcast at youngbloodmensmentalhealth.com. And most importantly, please share these stories with anyone in your life who needs to know they're not alone. We're all in this together. Catch you next time.